Coming straight from the book nook, <laughs> it's the Anti-Social Book Club. Yes. And today we are talking about a young adult book, a YA book. Yes. It's, a, it's a good book. It's Spoiler. a good book. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. But Kelsey and I are super pumped. Um, we feel like we really got into reading um, when we were young adults. And I think it's important, especially as a teacher, our young people reading. Okay? Getting more experience in the world. For sure. Uh, yes. I loved, obviously I loved young like, adult books whenever I was younger. Mm -hmm. Like Sarah Dessen, Meg Cabot. <sighs> Yeah. So it's just like the all time classic young adult books. Oh yeah. The Fault in Our Stars. Mm. Twilight. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Twilight, which update uh, I have a hold for Midnight Sun. You'll have to let me I'm know. I'm like hundred and sixtieth in line. Wow. So apparently a lot of people out there want to downplay Twilight, but when I signed up there was two hundred people waiting in line. That's crazy. On the Libby app. That's crazy. And, like, the library has, like, 80 copies in use, which is a high number. 80 copies? Yeah. Of Midnight, Midnight Sun? Sun? Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. So, it's, like, the ultimate, like, young adult book right now. Although, I also feel like that's what people think about mm -hmm. young adult, but there's really, like, it's so varied. Yeah. And they're all different types, like, just, like, any genre. There's like an umbrella and underneath all those things are like different things. Yeah. So. I yeah. I've definitely read some good ones recently too, not just the ones that we mentioned, but you know, middle school teacher, I try to keep up with what the kids are reading. So I've read the like youths. Psy, the youths. <laughs> the street youths. The street youths. <laughs> they're not street youths, but they're youths. Honestly, whenever they're on the street, they are street they're all youths. intimidating because they they're are way cooler than me and or I will ever be. <laughs> middle schoolers today like i was telling them the other day like my had my braces going my fluffy oh my hair gosh. and they're over here and like they lululemon yeah they look more adult than i do now yes. and i'm a full-grown adult yes but so hopefully they'll think we're cool by talking about their books yes. or how we're just pandering to them and that's not cool at all yeah but anywho Anywho. Do you know how the young adult genre became a thing? I sure don't, Kelsey, but will you tell me? Well, let me give you some of these amazing facts. So this came from Uppercase YA on Instagram. They're a really cool Instagram um, account. They have, they mainly post about like YA stuff um, and different book recommendations like that. And one of their things came from this article called How Librarians Helped Invent the YA Category of Books on BookRiot.com. Wow. They had some facts on it that I thought were kind of interesting. So, the category of YA can be traced back to New York Public Library, library librarians Anne Carol Moore and Mabel Williams. They saw that teenagers stopped going to the library, so they created special shelves full of books for teens. Unlike today, there was no literature being written specifically for them. So, Mabel um, and Anne pulled books from both the adult section of the library and the children's section to create browsing shelves specifically for teenagers. And this shelf became the published list books for the teen age. I love this. Isn't that cool? And another librarian, Margaret Scogan, from the New York Public Library, introduced the term young adult into the book world. So these, li these librarians, these amazing ladies, helped to show the publishing world a whole 
demographic or like section of people that they were just not marketing to, not writing books for. That's, that's yeah. super cool. I love that. I think, as I've said multiple times, reading is so important. I think especially at that young adult age. And I love that these ladies noticed that and they're like, we're going to make yeah. this accessible to them. And they were trying to, like, make it cool again. Yeah. And, like, libraries, like, I'm too cool for the library. Yeah. Do you know, like, what time frame this was? I don't, unfortunately. Okay. That wasn't there. But maybe it's in the full article, How Librarians Helped Invent the YA Category of Books, on bookwrite.com. I'm going to read did that article. Read. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we can all read it and then reconvene after we read that. But, yeah. Okay. Very cool. But yeah, it's just an that. interesting history. And once again, it just shows, like, how important librarians and libraries are. Uh-huh. Because, like, they showed the publishing world, like, this whole group of people that they weren't making money from. Yeah. Because, like, they weren't a kid, they weren't an adult, so they're like, well, there's nothing for me here. Exactly. And now we see that's clearly, like, a booming business. Oh, oh, yeah. I think that takes up majority of bookstores today. Majority yeah. of our media today like different tv shows and movies a lot like the popular teen shows come from Mm -hmm. the teen books and i love too how you mentioned like they were taking some children's books and putting on the shelf but they're also taking adult books they're you know recognizing that they are growing up Mm -hmm. um they can handle some of this stuff so i think that's exactly what ya is all about totally so, yeah. yeah, that's, well, thank you for sharing that. Of I course. really have never thought about that before. I know. I never thought about, like, how genres come about, but yeah. it's interesting. Definitely. Okay. Well, do you want to introduce this book and how we found out about uh, this book? Yes, I would love to do that. Okay, guys, guys, we are reading, I mean, we are going to be telling you about With the Fire on High by Elizabeth Isvito. That's what I would say. Isvito? Mm-hmm. If I'm saying your name wrong, I highly apologize. But yes, With the Fire on High by Elizabeth Isvito. And this was a fan recommendation. Yeah. We got an email or we got a DM in our Instagram. Um, of a fan who was like, I just read this book. I think it's awesome. Um, I think you guys should read it. And I was like, okay, this looks pretty cool. And so when I finally went to read it, I'm like, wow, this was such a good book. Mm-hmm. And that fan's name is Cynthia. Cynthia Ooh. G. You rock. Thank you, Cynthia. You brought this book into our lives. You brought this author into our lives. Yeah. Because I think this author is incredible. Mm -hmm. And she's written several books. Um, So, Cynthia, you rock. Thank you, yeah. And see, we do read our DMs. Yeah. So, you could have your book on here, guys. Yeah. So, if you find a cool book that you want to recommend, like, seriously, just give us a message. Be like Cynthia. Be like Cynthia. Reach out. Yes. Because, you know, now we're talking about it. Yeah. So thank you, Cynthia, for this book. Yes, thank you. With the Fire on High. Oh, what a great book. Um, as I said, was by Elizabeth Acevedo. 
Um, she is a New York Times bestselling author. Um, she's most famous for her book, The Poet X, which I also talked about in our short stories episode. Um, such a great book. Um, she's won multiple awards for that one. With the Fire on High is more of her more recent ones. And it was named Best Book of the Year by the wow. New York Public Library. Oh my gosh. Also NPR and Publishers Weekly. Um, she just recently came out with a new book called Clap When You Land. And oh. it's actually been on my holds in the library. And so I can't wait for that to come through for sure. Um, she got her... Um, BA, so her bachelor's, um, in performing arts from George Washington University. Huh. And she got her MFA in creative writing from the University of Maryland. Wow. Um, yeah, and she is, she does several workshops. She is a national poetry slam champion. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she's very cool. She's very saying. cool. And yeah, she currently lives in Washington, D.C. with her love. Wow. So I got that straight from her website. And guys, her website is so cute. Okay, it's got all her books on there. It, you can contact her on there. Um, but take a look at her website. It's really cool. Cool. So, Elizabeth Castillo, like you sound super cool. Poetry yes. slam? Ugh. Man. I wish I was that cool. I wish I was that cool, too. To have the confidence to get oh up gosh. and, like, poetry slam? Like, I can't even imagine. No, I can't even imagine that being a thought in my head. To be like, yeah. I'm going to go do slam poetry. Yeah. But you know what would be so cool to go watch one? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think my brother-in-law does that sometimes. Oh my gosh. We should go support him. We should. Anyway. Very cool. Sounds like a great lady. Are you ready for a summary? I love a good summary. This is with the fire on high summary. Ever since about pregnant freshman year, Imoni Santiago's life has been about making the tough decisions, doing what has to be done for her daughter and her abuela. The one place she can let all that go is in the kitchen, where she adds a little something magical to everything she cooks, turning her food into straight-up goodness. Even though she dreams of working as a chef after she graduates, Mamoni knows that it's not worth her time to pursue the impossible. Yet despite the rules she thinks she has to play by, once Mamoni starts cooking, her only choice is to let her talent break free. <sighs> Guys, she's a teen mom, already got a lot of things to face. Mm -hmm. She cooks, that's her creative outlet. Yes. And this just made for just a really cool, unique story. I don't think cooking is a big thing that is in the young adult world. Mm -hmm. um, it was a unique point of view. And it was a, a very unique point of view. And bookmark, <gasps> as you read through the book, there are recipes. Yes. So there's recipes that you can make of what the character is making. And... That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that they are written, like, by her, because something mm -hmm. that you learn about Amoni is that she doesn't necessarily go with a recipe. Yeah. She, like, it just comes to her. She like, just... she says, her and her abuela say that it's, like, a magic thing that she has, so she just kind of knows... What to put in it. Yeah, which I think is crazy. Like, I have to go by the recipe exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't just, like, throw things in. 
I don't know about you, but since I've read this book, like, I'm more conscious in the kitchen, like, the flavors and the spices I'm using. I've had several thoughts of, like, hmm, what would Ramoni think of this? And I'm, like, trying to think of all the flavors popping and what's going to bring things Mm -hmm. out. And so I was very inspired by that. Yes, it was very, like, I've always wanted to be, like, a better cook. Mm -hmm. I wish I was as good as Moni, but. Yeah. We will see. For sure. But, yeah. So, speaking of bookmarks, I have some of, like, the interesting um, categories that this book is in. It's actually pretty high. So, it is number two in teen and young adult multi-generational family fiction. So, if that's your jam. It's number nine in teen and young adult coming of age fiction, which I feel like is kind of all young adult. Yeah. But I really feel like this truly is a coming of age. It is. Yes, for sure. And number 13 in teen and young adult fiction about values and virtues. Hmm. So, yeah. Definitely. Are you ready for some Amazon reviews? Amazon reviews are my favorite. Perfect. So, just so you guys know, this is like a spoiler. This is your spoiler check. So, if you haven't read the book, now is your time to stop, read the book, and then come back and join us. Because we are going to talk about spoilers. I don't think this book was particularly, like, spoiler-heavy. No. Like, there's no twist endings or anything, but I did like to find out the end of the, end of the book. Yeah, so After, we definitely want you to go read it. Yes. If you haven't. Go read it and then come back. Yes. Or if you choose to read, you can't be mad at us because we warned you. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> yes. Alert. Yes. Yes. Okay. So customer reviews. So this has a 4.8 out of 5 stars, which is, I mean, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. And that's out of 1,269 overall reviews and 83 percent of the people gave it five stars 11 percent gave it four stars four percent gave it three stars and then one percent gave it two stars and then one percent gave it one star so pretty heavy on the top yeah five and four yeah which, which I'm, I'm excited about definitely so we have a first five out of five stars um since their title is must read all caps Ooh, she's yelling at us. She is. She said, phenomenal. No lie, I got so invested in the character Imoni that not only did I read this all in one sitting, at one point I actually caught myself thinking of Imoni as if she's a teen I work with in real life. I had to pause to remind myself that Imoni is fictional. So yeah, Elizabeth Acevedo is that good. Would recommend to teens and adults alike worth so much more than five stars. And I like this one because I also felt like I knew Imoni. Yeah. And she felt like a real person. She's very relatable. And I love that. I love how the author was able to bring her to life like that. Um, and she was just such a sweet person. Like, she had a lot. You just definitely feel for her. She had so much going on in her life. She so did. many challenges to overcome. Um, but she made the best of it. She really did, yeah. And, yeah. like, I felt, like, genuinely proud of her whenever. Yes. So just, like, a little more about the story. So, Amoni did her senior year. Like we mm-hmm. said, she wants to be a chef. And her school adds um, the culinary arts cooking class. Yes. And in this class, they learn, obviously, and they get to go on a trip to Spain. Mm-hmm. Espana. Yes. And Amoni, she um, says she's, like, you know, a lower... Um, socioeconomic status so money yes. is definitely a big concern for her and Buela and mm-hmm. they all, she also has a child Emma but they call her baby girl 
about the Which book. Which I think is adorable. It was really cute. And so Moni, like, the whole time is really concerned that she's not going to be able to afford the trip to Spain. And the chef, like, or the teacher, her chef, mm -hmm. I guess, um, like, I feel like she, or he really felt like Moni was special, which she is. And so he made her, like, the fundraising leader person. Mm-hmm. And, like, whenever she, like, they organized all this stuff, like, the lunches were going well, like, the yeah. dinner, I felt so proud of her. I did, too, because she's working part-time, has yes. the baby, going to school, she's a part of this new culinary program, which is, like, changing her life. She's adding all these things onto her plate because the chef believes in her. Like, yes. he singled her out because he knew that she had talent. Yeah. I was so proud of her, too. Like, and I, like, I was, like, crying, honestly. And the ending... <laughs> it was so good. I know, jumping ahead to the ending, but being proud of her, like... Yes. um, In the end, she just wants to take care of everyone. She doesn't want to have to put her abuela in debt. Um, she knows she can't really afford it. She did get a scholarship, um, but she also needs knows that she needs to take care of baby girl. So she decides to do that program that she gets into part-time mm -hmm. and then she also works part-time mm -hmm. so she's getting experience yes i just loved it and I she just, like went I... into that restaurant and was like yes. hire I'm me here. yeah yeah so I, yeah it was really sweet and i love that Buela took her to that restaurant yes it was just really great oh so many great connections <laughs> okay another five out of five stars amazing Left me craving more. I like their little craving. Word in there. Santiago is a woman you want to cheer on. Her story is amazingly told in a way that only Elizabeth Acevedo can achieve. She writes a believable character that is strong yet vulnerable and weaves a beautiful story. I can't wait to read what she writes next. So yeah, so I like that one because I know that you talked before about um, Elizabeth Acevedo and her like mm -hmm. previous. And her now her future works, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. So clearly she has like a way with writing about teenagers and making them believable. And like even though I mean I personally have never experienced anything that a pony has. Yeah. Like you said, she was very relatable and I felt Oh yeah. There's like universal teenage things that happen to you regardless of Yeah, what's going on. Yeah. So I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So we have a three out of five stars. So a little bit lower, but not, you know, a one star. It says maturity decisions we make. So I like that it was written through the eyes of the main character, a teenager, and how we see her mature and grow. I felt some of the characters could have been developed more, but overall a decent read. I liked mm, and I feel like yeah. this one I can see with like pretty Leslie. Like yeah. I just don't feel like we truly got to know her deal yeah and kind of understood why she was so mean like i only said that she doesn't have support at home and stuff like that but i do feel like her i wish her character would have been a little bit more you know fleshed out so we could have seen mm -hmm. kind of what was going on behind that exactly and with that jealousy and things like that and i also kind of feel like baby girl's dad like we kind of got a picture yeah but not, like, a full picture. Yeah, but I, I guess, you know, the story is focusing on Amoni, but... Yeah. Tyrone. Yeah. Tyrone. Yeah. And I and I was kind of afraid that it was going to become, like, a custody thing. I was, too. So I was like, oh, I that, like, gives me anxiety. But I liked at the end how he, 
because I do like feel like he has you know every right to ask for more time oh, with his yeah. daughter as well and that he was able to say like hey I would like more time and that he was gonna provide more support so I really liked that at the end as well I did too and I think that just helped Amoni grow as well like it showed yeah them both maturing as parents because um, he wanted to, he saw that Amoni was, like, making all these changes in his life, and um, he started to make some, too. And I think that was, that was really cool. Yeah, I so, really liked that. Yeah. But yes. And then the only one-star reviews were about technology issues. Really? So they were about, like, that the audiobook wasn't working, or that the PDF wasn't working. Oh. So there were no... Like, no, like, I did this, not like book this book sucks. Yes. Well, thank you, world. Right? For once in our lives, we don't have one stars to debate. I know. That's weird. Right? But yeah. also amazing. I it know. just goes to show you what great of a book this is. It is a great book. Like, for real. We keep saying it, but for real. Cynthia, you did us a solid. Thank you again. Yes, thank you, Cynthia. Do you want to do okay. some more questions? I live for questions. Okay. Let's see. How about which characters in the book did you like the best? <sighs> that one's hard because, like, of course you want to say Amoni. She's the main character. Mm-hmm. But I would say, besides that, Wayla. Oh my gosh, yes. Wayla was... Wayla was amazing. She was amazing. She, you know is raising not only her granddaughter, but her now her great-granddaughter. Yeah. And, like, just doing it in stride. And just, she could be upset for having this all on her plate. But she just, she does it. And she eventually says, I need my own time. Yes, and I was like, yes, Boyla. <sighs> yes, and it, I think it was also a good reality check for Moni. Like, she needed to realize, yeah, Boyla does have a life outside of taking care of people. Yeah. Um, and so definitely. I thought that was really good too. Um, but yeah, definitely. I love Bella, and I loved that she took her to like the restaurant. Yes. Like a special thing, and then that, like you mentioned, like at the end, Amoni goes to like this restaurant and asks for a job, mm-hmm. and it's because of Bella took her there. Yeah. So like that's good, and I love that Bella got a little love. Yes. And, like. Eventually, they're, like, getting married. Yeah, so, like... They've been together. Going her, like, Amoni's whole life, basically, being single, finally has some love in her life. Yeah, because throughout the book, it's kind of... It's kind of honestly kind of scary, because I kind of think... I I kind of knew when she kind of got mad at Amoni and said, like, I need my own time, that she wasn't sick. Yeah. But the book kind of makes it seem like, is Boyla sick? Because she says she wanted a doctor. I was worried, like, Buela was dying. Yeah. Like, that was my initial thought. Like, she had some kind of terminal illness and she wasn't telling Amoni. So, I thought that's how that was going to play out. So, when it was just a boyfriend, yes. I was like, heck yes, Buela. Get it, Buela. Yes. You take yeah. that time, girl. Yeah, so, she was definitely one of my favorite characters. How did you feel about Malachi? In the beginning, I was kind of like Amoni, how, you know... Um, she just kind of needed to focus on her. But I think he was a great, like, support system for her. She yeah. needed that. Like, she just had her one friend, really. She had her abuela. Um, 
And I think he was he was a good cheerleader to cheer her on. He was. And I was really rooting for her to find real love. Because you can see with Tyrone, she really didn't have that. Yeah. Um, and so finding something real for her, I was highly encouraging of that. Yeah. What do you think? What did you think of him? I liked Malachi. I thought he was sweet. And he was really understanding. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, for a teenage boy, I feel like he was pretty, like empathetic not just yeah. teenage boys but he was very like understanding very like open and honest you kind of forget that he's supposed to be a teenager yeah, <laughs> yeah. for real um and i also loved how he cooked with her yes and he like t- did special things with her and her daughter yeah and he also like included buela yeah I, really, I, I liked Malachi. Yeah, I did too. I thought he was a good example. like for, And he'd also gone through some really hard stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think they kind of needed each other. I agree. And I think that also showed, like, Amoni, like, I really liked her as a, as a character, but I do think it kind of showed that, you know, other people have stuff going on too, even if we mm-hmm. feel like, oh my gosh, just like the biggest thing anyone has. Yeah. Like, Malachi also had a ton of stuff going on in his life and, like, why he moved there. And I, but they were in Spain, and he, or were they in Spain? Whenever he was talking about studying, like, um, Islam and stuff, and she's like, how do I not know this? Yeah. I feel like that was kind of a wake-up call for him, and he's like, mm, maybe I should, like, ask some questions about him yeah. as well, because... He was so focused on her. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I really liked that. That was a good question. I was gonna, I was hoping you'd bring up Malachi. Because I really liked him. Whenever they said there's going to be a new kid in class, I was like, here we go. Here's the romance. Be a cutie <laughs> And they're going to fall in love. Oh, but I also goodness. like the love open ended because, mm-hmm. like, let's be honest, like, they're, so they're probably young. not together in real yeah. life. At least at this time. Like, maybe, like, years from now, they'll reconnect or something. But I think he was moving away to, like, New York, and she's going to stay in Philadelphia. So I yeah. like that they didn't try to be like, oh, yeah, we're still together. Because I just don't think that's very realistic. It's, I mean, especially they're teenagers. They've yeah. got their whole lives ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so. See. What about characters that you didn't like? Her dad really made me upset. Like, her dad. Julio. As we, Julio that we see in the book. Um, he's very for their home country, which is... Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah, Amoni is half African-American, half Puerto Rican. Yeah, so you can see he ultimately kind of, the book makes it seems he chooses Puerto Rico over Amoni. Like, when her mother passes away, it's just him and Amoni and Buela. Um, he chooses to go back to Puerto Rico and help his country... Um, try to get back on its feet, and Amoni's just kind of left there. Yeah. Yeah, and so that made me upset to see that, and, like, to see that it went on for so long. Like, he would come back for months for at a time and then leave. Yeah. And he, like, should, like, he would come for the summer, and then he just left and didn't even say goodbye. Yeah. He would just fold up everything, and he'd be gone. Yeah, and his kind of, at the end, he kind of comes back for graduation, and he kind of says that he can't stay there because of, like, her mom. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, maybe you should, like, seek some therapy instead of... Yeah. Running away on your yeah. only child. Yeah. But it sounds like, again, like, it's kind of open. I would love a sequel. 
Yeah. It's kind of open ended of he does say that he's gonna come and like stay with her and take care help take care of baby yeah, girl. So she can go to college and, and achieve her dreams. So I, I did love that. I feel like I'm glad that those two characters were able to kind of work out their differences because Amani really was upset with her dad. For sure. And you know, upset. Yeah, I'd be upset. Yeah, I would be upset too. And like throughout the book, Shram talks about how he has like these, he does like all these fundraisers for like other people, and that she was kind of like, "That's great, but what about your daughter? They're like, struggling. I, I also need help." Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. What about you? What's a character you didn't really care for? didn't really care for Pretty Leslie, mm-hmm. like I said before. It's not that, I understand, like, people, we never know what people are going through, but I just felt like I needed to understand more about where she was coming from. Yeah. Especially just because she was so mean to Imoni. What did you think about Tyrone's mom? Ugh. <sighs> Tyrone's mom, she, I was not a fan. I was not a fan either. Like, whenever her phone was taken so she couldn't get her phone... And then they didn't know that the uh, baby girl was sick. Yeah. And they couldn't bear with her mom. And I'm like, this has, like, happened one time. And she was acting yeah. like it was, like, a pattern. It's like, that is definitely not a pattern. She takes a baby yes. girl on her own. And, like, Tyrone's mom, like, didn't even really want baby girl in the picture. I know. Had really wanted nothing to do with her. Yes. And so, even allowing, Amoni allowing her to be around... You know, it's something, and then it's she, something. She acted like it was like just such an inconvenience. It's like, well, you're also her grandma as mm-hmm. well, and like we know Boyla is doing more than enough. Yeah. So why can't you pick her up literally one time? Yeah, and making excuses for like Ugh. her son, like especially like they called Tyrone from the daycare when she was sick, and then Tyrone yes. called his mom. Yeah, it's like where is he? Her. Yeah, where is he? I think also brought up a good point. I think I highlighted it maybe, but. Of like this book about how it's like so different for teen moms versus teen dads. Honestly, just like mom and dads in general. Yeah. Like moms are expected to be much more, you know, like with Caring. the children all the time. Like it's their responsibility. It's like, well, there actually are two people involved in this mm-hmm. and maybe they should both be called. Yeah. So I thought that was like a really interesting commentary on just. On that. Yeah. yeah, and then, like, teen moms, I feel like, are so stigmatized because they are teen moms, but, I mean, oh, they're absolutely. the ones doing, like, the majority of the work, and, like, usually, I don't want to, like, generalize, but, like, usually, yeah. they're the ones who are, like, raising the child. And kind of going down a rabbit hole, I think, with the whole teen mom show, I think they're being stereotyped, too. <sighs> Have you ever seen Teen Mom? I haven't. I missed that boat. Good. <laughs> I used going, to watch it. Yeah, it's like way too long. And I like like the idea they're trying to open up about Teen Mom, but I don't know if it does the best job with that. Sorry, all Teen Mom fans. Yeah, I out there. Think it shows the reality. Okay, I I did highlight this. It says before I can ask her why Tyron was the one to pick up baby girl or why I'm accused of being the irresponsible one, but he's so often accused from having, he's often excused from having to be as much of a father as I am a mother. Yeah, yeah. It's like yes. I hate that so much. When it comes to children, 
Like, you know, it's a two-way two, street. It's a two-way like, street. I think two people were involved, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just know, like, in my job, a lot of times, like, it's the mom who has to, like, do things. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but dad is right here. Mm-hmm. Why isn't he having to, like, put yeah. in some of this effort, having to, like, do these things? And it's always the moms who are expected to, like, know their kids' appointments and everything. It's like, why can't a dad also be aware of those things? Exactly. Exactly. They can. They absolutely can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something else for Amoni was kind of like her racial identity. I was hoping you'd bring that up too because I had a note on that. Because you can see she faces so many microaggressions like about her race. Even with Malachi. Like Malachi comes up to her and is like, Kind of like, what even are you? Yeah, just like, sir. <laughs> so rude. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so she faces that. On top of everything else, she's facing like kind of these racial things yes. going on because she is, she's African American. She's also half Puerto Rican. So, you know, she's got some different identities going yeah. on there. Different cultures. Yeah. I did highlight this quote. It says, this stuff is complicated, but it's like, I'm doing some long division problem. Folks keep wanting to parcel into pieces, and they don't hear me when I say, I don't reduce homies. The whole of me is black. The whole of me is whole. Mm-hmm. I love that. I so love she, that she highlighted that. Yes. So she feels like she's kind of stuck, and people either see her, like, as black or Puerto Rican. Yeah. And she's like, I'm both. She's I don't a person. have to be just one. Yeah. And speaking of this, I really liked her Aunt Sarah. Yes! Because her mom was black, and she lived in South Carolina? One of the Carolinas. Yes. And they would, like, switch back and forth recipes and stuff. And they were family recipes, which I loved because Amoni really didn't have that connection with her mom's side of the family. And so she got that here, and it was through recipes which she loved. Yes. Okay, can I ask you a question? Yes. Okay, out of the recipes that Amoni makes, which ones do you think, which one would you want to try the most? That's a good question. I wanted, whenever she goes to Spain, uh-huh. and she basically is, like, running the kitchen, uh-huh. I wanted to try, like, her hens that she made, like, the first day. Yeah. Because they're, like, these are amazing. And then she also made some kind of, like, um, I wanted to eat the mac and cheese. Yes. I was and hoping like, you'd say that. And the meal that she made for Angelica, mm-hmm. I wanted to eat that as well. Like the steak. Yeah, and the macaroni and cheese. Yeah. I wanted to go to like the school for lunch. Yeah, and I wanted to try her lunches at school. Yeah. Yeah, all those things. And I kind of wanted to try, I keep thinking about it. Every time I see paprika on my shelf, <laughs> I think, or is it cayenne, of the pudding. The yes. chocolate pudding. The pudding, yes. Where she puts it in the pudding, and the chef's, like, going, like, that's yeah. not the recipe, but she's like, this yes. is how I want to do it. So, maybe let's talk about for that for a second. How did you feel about, did you think that um, the chef was being too demanding, or that he should have been letting her be creative, or was it right that she needed to be, like, reined in? I think that when you're starting, you kind of need to learn the basics. Yeah. And I feel like Amoni came to kind of agree with this of, like, obviously she's an amazing chef and she, you know, is, has, like, a natural gift. But if you're going to work in a kitchen, especially at the beginning, I think you need to know, you know, 
yeah. the basics. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of agree with him on that. I that do being too. said, I wouldn't tell her to throw her food away. I think that was a bit drastic, especially it, yeah. for a teenager. Yeah. I especially mean, if it's like in front of everybody else. That's embarrassing. Yeah, so I probably would have like eaten it, but then given her like a zero or something. Yeah. <laughs> Which maybe is worse, but... Yeah, but... That big show of throwing it in the trash. Yeah, that's harsh. Yeah. But then I do like that, because I think Amoni's really used to, like, being in control, because, like, mm-hmm. she has to be, because she's a mom, and, like, and for cooking, so I liked that she then worked with, like, a group of people, mm-hmm. and she kind of learned how to be part of the group and, like, let other people make decisions. Mm-hmm. I think that was a really big growth for her. Oh, yeah. As well. Give but I was, some really I was really mad at her when she didn't go to class. I was, too. Was that like, was Emily, yeah. get in that class right now. Yeah, and when she wanted to leave it. Yes. I was like, I was like this, no. This, this is, is why she's, yeah, this yeah. is why we're adults, and this is a teenager book. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> like, Emoni, young lady, you get in that classroom <laughs> right now. And you do whatever chef says. Yes. And I, and he did say a lightener. So when yeah. they go to Spain, her assignment is, like, very different from everyone else's. Because mm-hmm. she's basically, like, running the kitchen. Yeah. And everyone else is, you know, assisting or, like, a sous chef of, like, cutting things. And, yeah. But she's, like, developing recipes and stuff. Yeah. I was kind of wondering if they were going to have... Because um, whenever Boilus has, like, that she wants to move out and, like, get married, congrats. Mm-hmm. I was wondering <laughs> if they were going to have Amoni and... Like, baby girl moved to Spain because that chef oh, asked her yeah. to, like, say, I'd love for you to be an apprentice. That would be a very interesting sequel. So, Elizabeth, if you're listening, we would love to know what happens. Does yeah. she go to Spain? Once yeah. she's got all her Eventually, stuff? Yeah. Yeah. But, <sighs> That's what I want to know. Yes. I want to talk about the, so a lot of the reviews talked about the cover of the book. So if you guys haven't seen the cover of this book, it's very beautiful. It is. It's beautifully done. Uh, it definitely shows, you know, her love for cooking. There's cooking things on the front, right? Yes. It's yeah. It's like oranges and stuff like that. She has her, like, chef um, headscarf on. Oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. You can't see it, guys. So but... if you guys haven't, obviously we'll post a picture of it whenever we do this episode. But it's... she's also got a fierce face. She like, really don't does. mess with she me. Looks, her eyebrows are on point. Oh, I wish my eyebrows were <sighs> that great. Same. But yeah, <laughs> and it has like some spices and herbs around. I I don't know what she's holding. She could tell me, but I can't identify that just from. Yeah. I want to say like rosemary. Probably, something like some kind of herb yeah but it's really beautiful so did this i know we're not supposed to judge a book by its cover but did seeing this make you want to read the book it absolutely did because when i read the title i was like hmm but then when i saw the book i think i'm horrible at this covers really true truly draw me in Same. and this definitely drew me in with the cover mm-hmm. yeah so what about you guys? Do you guys get drawn in by the cover? Let us know, cause yeah, cause that's I interesting. Do it all the time. I know. Are we the only it's ones? Bad, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Also, I just loved like 
her, we talked about her definitely like following her dreams, but what an example for her daughter as well. Mm-hmm. Like, um, showing her that, you know, anything's possible. She had all these things to overcome. She did it. She faced so many stereotypes. Definitely. Um, so many life situations. Um, and she felt like in the book, she talks about how she feels like she doesn't know how she's going to overcome it. And every time she talked about being at that burger place for the rest yes, of her life. Kind of like a horrible place. That, like, that's another moment where I was like, Amara, get your butt <laughs> out of that kitchen. Yes. Find you a better job. Yes. Yeah. And her, like, annoying manager guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. He was very annoying. I didn't like him. I didn't like him. Uh-huh. That's a character I didn't like. And I also think about every time I see, like, ketchup or, like, the little condiment packages, like, ketchup, stuff like that, how in her cafeteria at high school, she was trying yes. to recreate, um... She added, like, sugar, ketchup, and soy sauce. Or yeah, something. to make some kind of, like, Korean barbecue sauce yes. to go with her chicken nuggets. So her mind is just always... On that. Why can't my mind be like that? Yeah. It was, yeah. But I also liked that this book... It didn't kind of just look at, like, college as, like, the only option. It also mm-hmm. said, like, you know, cooking is not the burger joint. Although, if that's what you chose, that's a valid decision. Yeah. But, like, gain hands-on experience. Like, just being, like, an apprentice or something. I like that it mm-hmm. looked at that. Because, you know, college is not for everybody. It's not. And, and that's some, okay. Yeah. And, some, and so I like that this showed kind of, like, different avenues that you can still reach your dreams. It doesn't yeah. have to be that you know, route. like a four-year college and that's the only option mm-hmm. that you have. Yeah. So I really liked that as well. Definitely, for sure. But yeah, overall, I just love this book. And I, how do you feel about things that involve cooking, like, before this? To be honest, when I first saw that it was about cooking, I was like, you know, there's a 50-50 chance I might not like this. Yeah. But I ended up loving it. I loved it so much. Like, I already do watch, like, the cooking channel. Mm -hmm. Like, all this. Especially when I'm in the house by myself or cooking. I That's my go-to channel. And But I didn't know how I'd like it in, like, reading form. Yeah. But I loved it. I love things that involve cooking. Like, like the actual act of cooking, I do like cooking. Mm -hmm. But um, I love stuff. Like, I love Top Chef. Ugh. I love Top Chef. It's the best. It's on Bravo, guys. Go watch. It's also on Hulu. All the back seasons. Because, and they cook, like, food, like, a moni of, like, stuff that you would not think should go together. And they mm-hmm. make it, and they're just, like, they're legit chefs. Because no offense to the Food Network, but sometimes, like, Chopped and stuff, <gasps> they can be a little... I was fixing to say, Chopped is my favorite and show. Don't get me wrong, I love Chopped, but... Top Chef. The chefs on that show are better. No offense. The chefs on Chopped. Oh, personal attack. It could just be like a little basic. If I see my one more bread pudding on that show, I'm just gonna scream. But the Top Chefs would never. So I recommend Top Chef. That's the best cooking show. It. They have the highest caliber of chefs. And I will fight anyone on this. <laughs> even me? Yes. Even right me now on the book nook? Yes, absolutely. Oh Let's my gosh. <laughs> But then I love that. I also love the movie Julie and Julia. I love Ratatouille. Oh, like, what a classic. Like, I just, I love to watch people cook and just talking about food. 
definitely. So I loved this book and I loved the Moni. Yeah. I would love to watch a movie about this. I think this would be a great movie. I think so too. I think it'd be a great like Netflix teen movie. They have all the teen yeah. movies on there. Plus Reese, my homegirl. Yeah. You're starting to pick out YA books. Let's let this. This would be a great one. Production company. We'd yes. We'd love to see this. We would love to see this. Yeah, but I just think it'd be, even like on Hulu or something, I would watch it. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. So overall, I really liked this book. Definitely a five out of five for me. I would agree. Really one of the top books that I've read within the last several months. And I feel like it was a really easy book to read. Yeah. Because you know that I love short chapters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and these chapters were like two or three pages. And it was great. And I was just like, this is the best. Because then you've read like 10 chapters and you just feel so accomplished. Exactly. So yeah, I really liked this book. I did too. And I really loved Amoni. Such a great story. All the things in it. <laughs> Racial things going on. Teen mom. Yeah, a lot of heavy topics. Heavy it, topics. But it was presented in a way that didn't make you feel... Yeah. You know, overwhelmed or... Yeah. Just a good, this is truly, as we said in the beginning, a true becoming of age story because mm -hmm. she just matures so much. Just oh, so great. Yeah, it was so good. So let us know what you guys think. I would say a chef's kiss. Bon appetit. Yes. <laughs> yes I'll give this five chef's kisses out of five oh, chef's kisses. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> but yeah, so let us know what you guys think. Send us in your questions that you wish we would talk about. Just let us know kind of what you think about this book. For sure. Totally. Go follow us on Instagram. Yes. Go follow us on Twitter. We have a Twitter now. Yes. Go follow us on Facebook. Yeah, send us your would you rathers. Yeah, we also have those would you rathers book recommend all the things guys we just, just want to hear from yeah, you send us anything really we just want to hear from you yeah we love you guys so much yes so thanks for listening join us next time we're gonna do another young adult book yes i'm excited about that one too me too okay from the book of nook <laughs> we out thank you so much for joining us on the anti-social book club podcast this podcast is hosted by kelsey krubitzer and martana carter with producer jamal carter please follow us on instagram at anti-social book club podcast or find us on our website at antisocialbookclubpod.com